All right. It is Wednesday, November 29. One more day left in November. And I am here as always with my good friend, CJ. CJ, how are you today? Scott, I'm fantastic. Thanksgiving was great. Had a good meal. Great family. No family blow-ups, just all happiness and goodness. I had a family blow-up. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I wish you hadn't brought It was a minor thing, and it got resolved. But Okay, well, that's good. You know you know how I can be, CJ. I do know how you can be, so I can't <laughs> say I'm surprised. I think, I think DraftKings had the over-under at one and a half for blow-up, so. <laughs> it wasn't really a, I guess it was a blow-up, but yeah. it, it, it's water under the bridge. CJ, okay. um, someone had once suggested to me that you and I do a video portion of this podcast, but if they saw it with the way we were dressed right now, I think that that is off the table. It's off the table. I have not showered today. I you, have not neither shaved. have I. You um, are wearing a T-shirt. I believe it says the Masters, although it's so worn down I can't see it. It looks like you bought it at the Salvation Army. Yeah. Um, a it hat is. that is completely nondescript and a pair of shorts, even though it's 28 degrees out. Yeah, well, you know. And this, is, this is the reason it's audio only. And by the way, I describe you as the better looking of the two right now. <laughs> as you know, uh, I've been told I have a face for radio, so I think yeah. we'll just stick with audio on uh, on our podcast. Okay. Well, I, I, I do want to mention that leading into Thanksgiving, I I believe that I was part of possibly the greatest golf trip that has ever happened. Yeah. Now this was a follow up on something you mentioned. You were going correct, and there yes. were two. There was one goal that you had. So let's tackle that first. Okay. Did you make your nine point nine? I did, and then some. Wow. Explain that to me. So yeah, I had three rounds to break eighty five. Right. Um, First round, we got up, you know, 3 a.m., flew down to Jacksonville, rolled right up to the tee. Um, I did okay. Shot at 86. That was Dyes Valley. That's the easier of the two courses there. The other one's the stadium course, so they have the players. Um, so that left you probably at 10.0, right? I was at 10.2. Okay. Next day, I shot 85 at Sawgrass. My pending was 9.9. .9. I was psyched. Well, what happened? You know those PCC things where... Oh, yeah. What happened was there... So it turned out I was playing easy that day. So I oh. shot up to a 10.1 when I woke up. Mm. Then, so you had one day left and you had 10.1. 10.1. Um, we barely made our tea time. Yes. We can talk about that second. For reasons I'll explain yes. later. Um, did not go into the weekend, into that week, intending to have a big night. But we did have a big night the night before. Our caddy even came out with us. The same caddy we had for all three days. Um, and we if stayed I'm correct, up late. Uh, at that place, there are female, topless female caddies, correct? The uh, not the, not one we had. We had um, <laughs> we had a cool guy. His name was Ben. He's uh, he's like 30 years old. He went to Alabama. Real cool guy to hang out with, talk football with. Good. He's uh, caddied on the Corn Ferry Tour. His goal is to make wow. it to the PGA Tour. Really good caddy. We loved him. We kept him. We've already booked the trip for next year. Requested him. So it's only he won for the four of you. He's like a four right caddy. the four caddy. Yeah. Um, and that day, um, and I'd asked him the night before when we were out. I was like, "Can you get me a caddy bib?" Because I like to caddy for Jay and you and other people who are you know good at golf mm -hmm. for big tournaments. So he brought me the bib in the morning. I was like, "I don't know what to do with this right now," so I just put it on. You put on the bib while you were playing. Put on the bib. I was like, I'm going to wear this. Like, this is a throwaway. I'm not going to hit my goal. This is going to be a throwaway round. CJ, you were hungover because I texted you that morning. Um, I believe my comment to you was, good morning, sunshine. 
Yeah. And you told me that you weren't even going to play your own drives. You were going to play somebody else's We drive. said we were going to play a scramble. Okay. And I I took a gummy uh, because I was oh, like, I just want to. illegal now, so you can legal, say that. So I can say air, that. Yeah. Um, got up to the first tee. Hit a, it wasn't a good drive, but it was a decent enough drive. I was like, you know what? I'll just play this. I'll, I'm going to keep playing my own ball until, until the shit hits yeah, the fan. Right. Make it through the first hole, make a good par, par number two, par number three, par number four, somehow birdie number five with a 15-foot putt. Um, the head pro comes around. Apparently, so the caddy at this point says, and I'm like, I'm not taking this bib off until until things, <laughs> until things go sideways. And the caddy was like, and I, whatever. I mean, we're in a caddy bib. Who cares? Like, I didn't think it was a big deal. But he was like, the caddies and the head pro are looking at you through their range finders as you play. Because they think it's hilarious. The head, the caddy master came by, offered me a job on the sixth hole. <laughs> the head pro comes around. He's like, uh, sir, are you doing okay? And I'm like, the gummy had kicked in kind of a peak by then. And I'm like, sure, I'm fine. I par in, um, make a third. So I shoot 35 on the front. Wow. We get to the turn. I hear the pro asking the caddy, "Is this guy okay to play?" And he was like, "Yeah, he's one under through nine. What, what was? What did they? Why did they think you weren't okay? I was just because you were wearing. I a was bib? just. In, I was wearing a bib. I'm staring off into space. Okay. I have like three Gatorades with me. Okay. Um, back nine starts a little rough. I get four bogeys in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, just not getting up and down like I was on the front. I'm playing kind of typical me, but. I'm getting up and down. I'm hitting some greens, just like I'm having a few better. I'm, you know, my front was at 35, but I had plenty of room to play with. I could shoot 49 on the back and make my goal. Yeah. Um, pulled together, make a few pars. 17, I hit it to two feet and make a birdie. And wow. they give you a bag tag and they engrave your score on it when you get through in the in the uh, in the locker room. So now I have a sawgrass with a two on it. So I get to the 18th tee. I'm two over, Scott. Unbelievable. Um, I did. I was like, I could break seventy-five here, and I and you know, there's the eighteenth at Sawgrass is this dogleg left with water all the left. Yep. And I said, just don't hit it in the water. Yeah. I hit. I hit it too far right. Found myself in jail. Hit a tree. Hit it over the green on three. Couldn't get up and down. Made a six. But so I ended up with a seventy-six. And the next day, I woke up CJ. to a nine point two. CJ, you know that I love you. Yeah. You shooting a 76 is akin to me shooting a 67. That is astonishing. Yeah. No, it was definitely just, I, I think, I've, I've only had one other round I would say is comparable to it, and it's when I played two years ago with Scranton at Redtail, and that was the first time I'd ever played with someone who was that good, who was scratch or better. And I was so nervous that day. I had no, a wait, similar thought. Just a little hurtful, that comment, but go ahead. But, like, it was... It was a similar feeling in my head of to how I felt when I was like hungover and stoned of just, just make contact with the ball. Yeah. Sometimes and, and sometimes it you just you simplify it. Yeah. Sim- it was fo- It was focused, but not like over focus. Like I yeah. do sometimes and overthink it. It's just hit the ball. One time I woke up with a uh, bad back, which kind of, you know, decreased my mobility and shot 75 for the same reason. I'm like, I'm just going to try to hit the ball straight down the middle and not, you know, do anything crazy. And shot 75. So, yeah. CJ, congratulations. Thank wow. you. So, you're sitting at 9.2 right now. Sitting at 9.2. So, those of you who are CJ fans, you can go on Gin, look up CJ's 9.2. Uh, 
Yeah, and you probably want to play me for money immediately. Oh yeah, no, and like immediately you're, you're play screwed. for money. You're yeah, yeah. You're um, screwed down in Ennis. But I do want to go like. back for those who may be concerned about my state on, right. on, you, on you're Tuesday. A known, you're a known teetotaler these yeah. days. Um, so I, as I said, I hit it to two feet on, or maybe it was three feet. It was close. It was like it's kind of a tap in. Um, Trunius did me one better that day, and he hit it to two inches on 17 yeah. and tapped in for birdie, which is the second worst hole that he played on 17 <laughs> of the week. <laughs> That's amazing. The day before, we're everyone's having a pretty solid round. We're having a good time. Our caddy's saying, you know, the last six weeks, I'm out with people shooting 120. It's been brutal. And you guys are fun and you're kind of weird. And at one point he said we were the sickest motherfuckers he'd ever worked with, which was, we yeah, took us, we took us a compliment. Word, CJ? We'll delete that later. I'm just, I'm just quoting. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Monday the pin was, it was Sunday pin, Sunday players pin. So back, right. Um, and, you know, if you remember when Ricky Fowler. the Island won, Hole, right? The Island Hole, the yeah, most yeah. famous okay. par three in all of golf. Yes, it is. It's, um, it played 120 the second day, played 135. The first day we were there, the Sunday pin, where if you remember Ricky Fowler winning that, he hit it tight yeah, yeah, to yeah. that. It's a tough yeah. pin position. So Nick Chunius, um, I hit it in the water the first day. Um, Sam and Jay both got on the green, had long putts. Nick hits it, just left of the pin, baby cut. It's going right at it. And we can't see where it is. And the caddy's like, I think that could have gone in. And Nick's like, no, nah, there's no way. He's like, that's short. Like, I, he's like, I didn't quite get all that one. It's short. And we go up there, and there's still, you're walking to the green from the left, and there's a little ridge that you go over so you can't see anything. We walk up, and there's no ball on the green. Wow. So you knew? And we were like, and Nick's like, no, it had to have gone over. He's like in shock. Yeah, yeah. We And the caddy goes, no, there's a pitch mark right next to the hole. Wow. And we go up, and his ball's sitting in there. That is unbelievable. So Nick aced 17 side, the most famous first... part three. His first hole in one. Wow, what a way to do it. Um, what did he get for it? I, you, you sent me a picture. He got some kind of a certificate or something? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, the caddy said that was the second one he'd ever seen there. Um, we go inside and immediately run up a $3,000 tab at the clubhouse <laughs> on deck. Um, was there any, like, hole in one insurance or anything? Did anybody help you with that? No, oh, well, actually, I'll get to that in a second, but... Um, they, they give him a certificate, hole-in-one certificate, and it's kind of cool. Like, we found out the process. They have hidden cameras all over 17. So if someone oh. comes in, they say they aced it, they go back to the footage. Oh, They do, you know, they call in Why, Dean, did they give they call you something Dean Blandino. If, if you do it? Yeah, they get you get a certificate. But the cooler thing is that he gets his name on a plaque in the clubhouse so for the rest of his life. So they just have to confirm that it, it yeah. happened. That's amazing. Confirm it happened. Um, and so we went in and we, does he get an invite to the players championship? He should. Wow. Well, I don't know. So you should, but that you would have, you would have come in middle of the pack with that 76. That's fair. (laughs) Um, we're playing different tees, but, uh, yeah, but we go in and, you know, he made the hole in one, so he can't go around telling everyone he made a hole in. So of course I took it upon myself to go around and say, this guy's buying drinks for everybody. Let's go. Well, one of the guys that there was a group of three guys and, I said, you know, will you join us for a drink? He just made a hole in one. They came over. One of the guys is from Massachusetts. We talked for a while. Turns out he's the guy who runs the Players Championship. Oh. Um, and two guys before him was Jay Monahan. So I don't know if this guy is going to be oh, the next really? commissioner Jeez, of the PGA yeah, right. Tour or yeah, something. Could be. But he was super nice guy. Um, we kind of found out about him as he was he was being pretty quiet about who he was and what he did. Yeah. Yeah. But we found out through his friends and also through the staff there, and it did turn out. 
after they left that he had paid for the first two rounds. Ah. Super classy, super cool Very guy. Very classy. So if you see a guy named Jared Rice, I thought he said his name was Jerry Rice for a long time. Yeah. Which right. was amazing, but it's Jared Rice. <laughs> super, super cool guy from Massachusetts. Did you look um, him up? So thank him. Yeah. And I, we actually, he's mentioned he was coming home for Thanksgiving to see his dad. Mm-hmm. And saw him in the airport, actually, on the way back. Wow. And he, he came up and said, hey, what's up? How did the rest of the week go? Um, did you know at that point he'd bought the drinks? Yeah. So I, okay. said, th- I, was just, I said, thanks so much for the drinks. Appreciate it. And, yeah, he's just really nice guy. Like, um, I, I hope he ends up being the commissioner yeah. or something. Because then you got an in. Yeah, exactly. Get a lot of exemptions that way. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, great time. Wow, CJ. That's a, that's a lot. Super happy for Nick. That's a lot. Yeah, like, that's exciting. Um, it was funny because he wasn't even really that excited. I think he was just in pure shock. Yeah. Yeah. That That's, boy, if you're going to, that the only other, whole other be great, either 12 at Augusta, right? Yeah. Or uh, number, what is it, five at Pebble Beach, maybe, yeah. are the only other famous holes like that. Yeah. And I think, I think Sawgrass is probably edges those out, whatever one. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, and Nick handled it great. It was, it was super cool. We got him some merch. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why I say, like, I think is probably one of the best. Yep, that's fun. All time. That's of course, a lot of fun. Um, you know, we didn't get video of the shot at 17, but I did get video of his drive on 18 after. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, I mean, hooked, Not it, good. hooked it right, right in the water. water. Hooked it right yeah, in the water. Of course. The next day. When that's he, just golf gods. You yeah. know, that's just the way it works. The next day, though, it was funny. He, he hit it to two inches, made his birdie, pulled it into the water again, but this time a huge slice on it, skipped up onto the fairway, and he uh, made par. Uh, that's great. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, just a good time. That's why we love golf, CJ. Yeah. Well, CJ, um, I I had an idea for today that we could jump into, and it sounds like you're already ahead on this. So um, here's what I'm going to challenge you with. Uh, Top three moments for you, ideally golf-related, doesn't have to be. Ideally Neshotic-related, doesn't have to be. And then two worst. And we're going to go in order three to one. And then two to one, the best first, and then the worst. And we're going to exchange back and forth? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm taking Sawgrass off that list because it's just, it's not an Ashotic so, related. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that, I said it doesn't have to be. Okay. Because I may not have an Ashotic one either, although it is golf related. So you, I figured it was going to be one of your three. Okay. Well, let's, I have three others. We'll see. All right, if, that's I, fine. I, might, then, I might take one out. No, we're going to side that one off and say that was just unique experience right. and it was worth worthy of its own story. Okay. All right, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? I've been talking for a while, so why don't you go? So my number uh, three is the first two days that I, I don't know if you heard, but I uh, had a sabbatical from Neshotic this year. <laughs> yeah. And I believe I came back on June 22nd. I believe I played with you. Yep. And shot a 75, which was a nice kind of entry back. But the next day was the day that I played in the Twy. With Ricky 2K and guaranteed you that we would come in six under. We came in nine under par. Like it? Or nine under. Nine, no, no, nine no, points. Nine, nine points. We got nine points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, that's number three. So that wasn't that great, but it was like vindication. Great. Very satisfying. Yes. I did play with you your first day back. And there had, I think it was eight or nine people who came up to you and said, Scott, yo, did you find the clubhouse okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. The jokes were very yeah. banal and trite. I mean, no one no one is as creative as I am, so I didn't expect anything that great. So, yeah. 
Uh, well, nobody wanted to say anything that got them suspended. So, no. yeah. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of things that happened this year that made me scratch my head like I'm the one that got suspended. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. Number three, CJ. Um, so I will take, <coughs> I'll take your lead there on Twy and say that I was, the, the whole Twy experience this year was really fun, but I was excited that toward the end of the season, I found my spirit partner in Twy and Steve Baldini <laughs> and we've played four matches together. We don't win by less than four, four points. That's good. That's good. Twy uh, is, um, <clears throat> Twy certainly, there was a lot of Twy this year. A lot of Twy. A lot of Twy. Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So my number two is not a specific. It's more of a generic. And I think it's kind of game changing. Um, we started to play the, and I don't know if I played with you on this, the, the, the 20 balls game. We did once. As almost our go-to default. You know, we were doing closeouts. I'm way beyond Nassau's. Uh, this 20 ball thing turned out to be the greatest thing we, we did because it was fresh, it was new, it has strategy involved in it, it kind of changes the way you play the game. And I don't think we started that until September, so that kind of closed out the season. And I just thought from a, um interest perspective where, you know, you're playing all the time and you need something different, that was pretty monumental. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to, for those who don't know, can you explain yeah, quickly so, how it works? I, I love this format. Yeah. it. You, so you're you're a team throughout the whole... You, you, it's two of you. Yeah. So it's almost like a closeout, except you playing, instead of playing off a little golf, you play your handicap off the course. So if you're a 10, you're a 10, I'm whatever I am. And then um, on the once the hole is over, you decide if you're going to take one ball, and this is all net, two balls or no balls. You could take no balls, but obviously 20 divided by, um, well, it's 18, it's 18 holes, right? And there's two guys. So theoretically you have to take one ball per hole and two balls on two holes yep. in order to get to 20. Yeah. Now, obviously it doesn't work that way. It does give you a little bit of latitude to skip a hole if you both have a bad hole. Yep. You really don't, especially early on, want to take net bogeys because there's no reason to you just you can kind of you know yeah. deal with it later however um in all the times i played it we saw guys who made the mistake of pushing off pushing off pushing off and then before you know it they're wrapping up with needing you know to use every ball and that's not a good formula for success especially with the closing holes in the shot right right so um, I love it because it sounds easy. You're like, okay, it's not 20, 20 balls. I we we could be done by eleven. Right. No. No, but, you are not done by eleven. Well, not only that. First of all, you won't be. Secondly, you don't want to be because you if you close yourself out too early and the other team makes a run, you don't have a chance to get a, a net birdie. Yeah. So there is strategy involved, and the way the scoring works is you you agree on a particular flat fee for whoever wins plus another fee, whether it's 10 or $20 per whole shot that you win by per point that you win yeah. by. So, and it can add up. We usually play $50 flat fee and either 10 or $20 per shot. And you can win a hundred bucks or maybe more depending on how it is. But what I like about it is you really have to think after every hole. So there's a lot more discussion just about the actual game itself. Um, because you're saying, you know, if we do this, what does this mean and all that? So yeah, great format. Came in at number two for me just because it was a bit 
at least interest changing for me when it came to the game. Yeah, I like the format a lot. Number two for you, CJ. Uh, number two, I mentioned caddying. I caddied a few times this year for some of my friends, uh, notably in the mid-am for Jay. Uh, he ended up finishing just one outside the cut line, but he played great. It was really fun. Um, I was wearing my stream song caddy bib that I got off of eBay and was convincing enough that one of the guys asked me how long I've been working at stream song. So <laughs> now that I have the, I, and the one I got from Sawgrass, it's the official player's bib. It's got the Velcro name thing on the back name plate. Um, so I'll wear that next year when I'm caddying. Um, but I think the sort of the pinnacle of that was we went to this tournament in Minnesota and Jay played in the championship qualifier qualified with a low enough gross score on the first day and then went to the championship bracket won his first match in a grind then his second match was against a guy who had played in the pga championship right and it was you know it was rocky one jay went in put up a good fight he was up a couple holes at some point but this guy is just too freaking good um and, you know, Jay, I could see him kind of getting down on himself when he made a bogey or he made a par and lost to a birdie. Um, but I was, I was like, Jay, man, like you just slipped out a putt, lost the hole. But when was the last time that you had 50 people watching you on the sidelines who audibly groaned when you missed a putt? Yeah. And he was like, that's fair. Never. <laughs> but uh, it was cool to see, man. Cool to see someone who works that hard at the game to, to kind of make it to a level that, I'm not sure he ever thought he would experience where he's in this like podunk tournament, but still there's like a gallery yeah. watching him play. So that was a pretty cool. And, yeah, and he's leaving the shot, right? He's Jim moving to Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn? He's working for a company in New York. Wow. Um, and he's moving to Brooklyn. So I, I don't, I think he's leaving his membership. I'm not sure. He might keep yeah, it for a year or two or suspend him. it. He's, I don't still, know. Yeah. He's like, maybe he'll be social or maybe he can get a year. I, I, you know, I think once you go, you go and that's it. Yeah. Um, interesting though, CJ, that your number two didn't even involve you playing the game. Well, I played in that tournament as well, and I had I had. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, and, no, and I, it's also interesting. I'm finding that you have a bib fetish, and that concerns me a little bit. I'm glad I'm not here. Uh, you're just trying to throw it back on me after your your chicken confession. <laughs> it wasn't my confession, uh, CJ. Okay, that's your number two. Uh, so my number one. Um, it, it's going to be. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a twofer. Okay. And they both have to do with. Look, it's a gift that you get at my age to play with your son. That your son likes to play golf. He's obviously not a member, and I wouldn't want him to be. Um, but he enjoys it, and he and he only comes for tournaments. Um, so uh, uh, it, the twofer is on um, the first day of the Invitational. We cleared the field uh, at I believe minus ten. And he played unbelievable because I told you we have that stretch. If you're like a 13, 12 or 13 handicap, there's a stretch. If you tee off on the back nine like we did from number 15 till number five, where he has his shot a hole. Yeah. And he took full advantage of that. Um, the other nice thing about that is we had 2,000 or a lot of money on side bets. And we won almost all of them. I'm guessing that one of my best is going to be one of your worst. But we're not going to go there yet. But um, the, And then, of course, I played with him in the Gold Cup. And in the Gold Cup on the second day, we absolutely destroyed the field. We came in at 39 on the alternate shot in the back nine and won our four-man thing by 17 shots. Nice. So, you know, playing with your son, having fun the whole bit, uh, that was number one for me. Yeah. 
CJ. Uh, number one, uh, I'm looking forward to those times. My son is still too young to really be yes, out playing golf with me. Um, number one is for me the Reynolds trip. Okay. The golf itself was we had we had some good times. We had yeah. you and I battled in three different yeah. matches. Yeah. Uh, we went one one and one. Yeah. Um, but I had the opportunity. By the way, the time we tied, you your partner was the pro. Just FYI. Well, just saying. You were getting strokes. So, just you know. Um, but I'll say that, you know, the opportunity to room with the distinguished gentleman, yeah, you Brendan had, Driscoll. You basically had the animal house. Jason Wren and Donnie Wright yes. was a just a fantastic time. Was your house the one that we had the party in? Uh, yes. On Friday. Yes, it was. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a mess. Yeah. But it was a great time. It was a, it was a great trip. Obviously, the weather didn't cooperate. But, um, yep. But I thought it was a great way to kick there. off the golf season. It certainly was. And now we're going to be doing it all over again a little bit later and in yeah. a much warmer climb uh, when we go to Innisbrook this year. Yeah. So that'll be good. And I, I think um, you know, one of the best parts of that was since you were on your sabbatical, we had to smuggle you in to Reynolds um, in a UPS <laughs> I, I truck. I don't think that was really part of it. Okay. I was completely free to go to Reynolds. Thank yeah. you. No, I love a good golf trip. So it was that was a great way to start the year. All right, TJ, we are now at the two worst, and I'm going to let you kick us off with that. I think what you might have been alluding to on my worst being your best was my <laughs> invitational. Yeah, I might have been um, alluding to that. Sabotage that goal of getting to 9.9 when I went three straight 95s. Yeah, um, that was bad. It was, it was amazingly consistent. Yeah, but it was um, that was during the worst stretch of golf of the year for me. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad I went to see Mark Nelson. Um, a month ago to start yeah, doing some lessons like to get things you, worked yeah. out. Uh, so I knew I had it in me, but I had, I had put together a couple a bad, bad habits. Yeah, I put together place. some bad habits, and he was able to fix them pretty quick. Um, I think your boy Boyer doesn't help you at all. No, he was playing together, the worst golf of his. Yeah, yeah, no, we yeah we were out of it after three holes. We you're were good. Just like, you're right. good. You're good together socially, but not much else goes on. There. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even make the party, the Friday night thing. Yeah, we were wiped. Out. I don't remember which one you didn't make, but you didn't yeah, make one of them. Yeah. Um, okay, that was bad, CJ. It yeah. was. Uh, I think we rehashed that in our invitational podcast, but that was bad. Yeah. Um, my second worst one was uh, just the period between, let's say, early May and late June when the weather was good, and I was like, you know, where am I going to play today? Now, I would say I got a lot of fun rounds in at places I hadn't played in a long time and it wasn't that and a lot of people were great like people that invited me to private clubs people that played with me at the public clubs even though they could have just played in the Shotic. you were included in that along, along with a lot of other people however it was like I never knew when I was what I was going to do the next day you know what I mean it yeah. was just a little unsettling um but it just made it that much better when I came back but yeah. I did I did get an appreciation what I learned is that the public courses we have in our area are very good, but they're much better played early in the season before they get all chewed up. Yeah. Because I think you and I played, I, remember, I don't remember if I played with you, but I played later in the year at Red Tail, and it was beating the shit. Yeah, yeah. And when we played, it was it's actually great in course. really good shape. Great course in It's a great May. course. You just can't maintain it with the kind of daily fee they have with so. the eight yeah the eight minute tea time spread yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah so maybe that sounds like me being a spoiled golfer but and it, and it's just it, it, yeah it just wasn't a good spot yeah number one cj number one um 
our team had a bit of a rough time in the McGavitt Cup, and I would say that the the match that kind of killed me the most personally was I was playing with Jay against Scranton and Wynn, and we had a, just a great battle back and forth. Um, I remember I even, like, on 12, I chipped in from a down downhill lie on top of a bunker for like for birdie that eagle um had a lot of momentum was playing well and we went into the last hole tied and i hit two good shots eric win had also we both had strokes on the hole so it was just us it was me against win win hit a he hit a decent approach on 18 i had a pitching wedge in and i friggin chunked it and lost and i lost the match for us and that to me was like it was devastating. That hurts. I, it was it was tough because we had had a tough year already. If we had won that match, we would have had a shot at the playoffs. Uh, I felt like I felt like I let the world down, Scott. Yeah, CJ, don't be so hard on yourself. You're just you're not good enough to feel that way. That's fair. <laughs> I was about to I was about to go on a whole soliloquy about feeling like you know, Josh Allen throwing a throwing a pick. Uh, We're gonna get to that, but but yeah. um, I, I hear you, CJ. That always sucks. You can't you know. It's a game, right? Yeah. So my number one, along those same lines, but uh, the only one I let my it down was myself, was the club championship where it was there for the taking. And uh, it was one, uh, who won? Mark Shields. Yeah. One day, one day, he broke 80. He was the only one in the field that broke 80. One day, he shot 78, and that helped him win. And uh, two weeks prior, I'd had seven... Uh, rounds in a row where I'd shot 79. I'm like, I couldn't get my yeah. crap together. And it was frustrating. And yeah. I played with Dean Queso and he was the same way. And that's when you just, you're like, you know what? If you can't do it in the moment, then it's not worth it. So yeah. that one hurt. But I'd say overall, pretty good golf season. Would you agree? Great golf season. Um, met a lot of new people. Yeah. Got to hang out with some people I've gotten to know the last couple of years. Couple of good golf trips. You really can't beat it. Yeah. And I'm excited to take a few weeks off now, but then get back to it. Maybe at X Golf uh, sponsor we the do podcast. Have to do a thank you. We do have yeah. to do some X Golf. Yeah. Locations kinda, everywhere, by the way, CJ. Yeah. I'm not sure you're aware, but they have locations in Acton, Wayland, Hanover, Walpole, yeah. Burlington, Worcester, and Methuen. X Golf is the top three locations programmed into my nav on my Volvo. Nice. So, um, but you always go to which one though? Acton one. I usually go to Acton now. Yeah, Acton's um, got a, a lot good of facility. that, and we'll see this this off season. But a lot of it was because there were some guys from Nishadok working there too. So that was kind of right. cool. Ian works there. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have to get out and do a little X Golf before. I might go down to Florida in and, January. Yeah. But definitely, I'm going in April. And I'm going to keep up the lessons with Mark Nelson. He has. And he mentioned it would be cool if some of us went out there um, to his barn. And, uh, oh, yeah. And he has, it's just in his backyard. It's cool. You walk in the front. There's a bar that maybe sits five people. He's got a full bar, fridge full really? of beers. How much are we paying this guy? And then he built it himself. He wow. put it together himself. It's pretty impressive. Then you go down a set of stairs. And is it a simulator? You go down a set of stairs. You got a full like X golf style simulator set up. So it's kind of like you can play a course and yeah. So cool. when we did my last lesson before the the sawgrass trip, we just we hit a bunch of balls and then we played nine holes at um I forget what the course we played was, but it was like a tight course. So we yeah. got to kind of practice trying to hit drives. Uh -huh. Good on tight fairways like sawgrass. Yeah, is. it's good. 
Um, so it's cool. And Mark, he's a good teacher. So yeah, I think the, the X Golf Simulator is a good. Um, the, uh, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which normally a day I play outside. If you remember, we woke up and there was snow on the ground that morning, and then it rained. Yeah. And so we went into Wedgwood Country Club has a simulator, and we, we we played there. Just you know, it's not the, obviously it's not the same. We know that, but you never really feel like they're doing your shots justice, you know? Yeah. Whereas I think at X-Golf, it feels a little more pure. I think their technology is probably just a little bit better. Where when you hit a shot, it's like, yeah, that's probably what it would have done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sometimes sometimes X-Golf feels a little juiced. Yeah, maybe. Or it'll tell me I yeah, hit maybe. A, it'll tell me I hit a seven iron. Like, that's what uh, keeps uh, you coming uh, back though, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's no way that's... Well, dude, that's like your golden tee where, I mean, you can... People hit in from everywhere in Golden Tee. Yeah. Well, one thing I got dialed a couple winters ago at X Golf was um, those like 30, 40, 50 yard shots. Mm. And so I just really worked on kind of taking the same swing, but using a 60, a 56, or a 52 wedge and figuring out that this swing goes 30 with the 60, it goes 40 yards with the 56, 50 with the gap. And I used that a ton this year. Yeah. Well, so, so think, the other thing I've noticed with simulators. And maybe I don't know what doing it wrong is. It takes forever. Like you sign those at X Golf, you do it for an hour. I think a lot of guys do two hours. You won't get eighteen holes in with four oh, guys in two hours. No way. No it's way. It's like it takes as long as it does on the golf course. Yeah, and you feel like you're constantly kind of like shuffling past a guy. Like it's kind of yeah, a little awkward. It's not like quite enough you're space. You're sitting there. You get caught up in a conversation when it's your turn. You don't yeah. know it's your turn. It's like. I, it just it takes you can't play it ten holes. I think two or three guys is optimal. Four is too much. I guess for, two for guys would be good. If two guys, you probably could get an eighteen, and you'd still have to rush. Yeah. And then the putting, you know, you have to decide whether you're going to set gimme uh, ranges or. Yeah, you got to set gimmies. One one thing that Mark has on his, is it, it kind of like once you get it on the green, it just auto putts. But it's like, oh, it, it's if it's a thirty-five footer, then it gives you like. 2.2 for the putt so oh, it says okay well you you'll two putt it but maybe more likely three oh, putt than one putt. so it, it does a it i don't know just take, I, i'd rather just take putting out of the equation yeah, with the simulators i don't know it's good to it's good to have your putting stroke i mean it's it, it more replicates the way the game is played yeah anyway cj um you killed me cj okay. i put money on the lions Thanksgiving Day, you were like, that's my team. They're home. It's the first time that they're going to be relevant on Thanksgiving Day. And what happened? The entire betting public, including two of us, it sounds like, <laughs> no doubt, got annihilated. Big, one. Got annihilated by the Lions. And we should have seen it coming because the week before, they had to have a miracle comeback against yeah. the Bears. Yeah. We should have seen it coming. They were both division games, short week. Both teams short week, but all of a sudden, by the way, the Packers are not playing badly. Yeah, they have the Chiefs this weekend. They're yeah, like that's a problem. Eight eight point underdogs at home. Yeah, I saw that. The Lions are going to the Saints. I I'm not betting either of those. No, games. I know the Lions. I don't know. Are they in a free fall? I I think, I think they are. I think the Lions are a lot of fun to watch. I think they're a good team. They're not winning the Super Bowl. Okay, that's that's my take. Okay. If I'm being objective about it. They could. I don't think they beat the Eagles or the Niners. No, the Eagles look. The Eagles look like what the Patriots were like in their dynasty years. The early, that, the early dynasty. Yes, like the where they, they they win games they have no business winning. Like they had no business winning that Bills game last week. I don't yeah. know if you watched any of it. Oh my, it was one of the better games I've seen in a I long mean, time. You know, Josh Allen. 
you know, again, he is such a mixed bag, but he played great and he had them up and then they still gave it up. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I don't know. There's something going on with that Bills team. They're, they're just, they can't, they, I don't know what's going on with them, but they're six and six. They're not even in the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, the Bills are out. And they got a tough schedule. They so. have a very hard schedule yeah. coming up. But the Eagles sad. look I hope good. This weekend. The Niners look good. No one on the AFC looks particularly good. I think the Ravens are probably the best team. But they're a house of cards. They don't have their tight end anymore. There's a lot of issues there. And they tend to lose weird games. Yeah. Like, the Jaguars, are, I, you know, they're, they're going to be a team that you, you can't ignore the Dolphins. You know, it's interesting, though. I think the Dolphins did the Broncos a favor by beating, by scoring 70 on them. Since then, the Broncos have been the best team in football. Well, I mean, you got to give it to Sean Payton. I think he's doing a good job. It probably takes a he's, while he's for the made, system to take. Yeah. And he's He's made Russell job. Wilson more dependable, which is not easy to do. Yeah. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting. There's what? What's this week week 13 yeah so everybody has six or seven more games left every week it's going to be every week there's going to be jockeying that's what i love about the playoffs it sucks that my team's not in it but it's fun almost to watch it that way but cj i got something much more convoluted for you Uh oh did you follow what happened with the celtics last night the nba in season I, I, point spread thing it was where they're like it was crazy because they're playing their starters against the bulls bench and in like a 25-point game, like, we got to win by like 30. Missoula went over and apologized to Billy Donovan, who coaches the Bulls. But he understands. But, well, he did, but he wasn't particularly happy because they were hack-a-shacking uh, Andre Drummond because he can't shoot free throws. Yeah. When they were up by 27. Yeah. It was that was crazy, and I read in the paper. And they still today, needed they still needed Brooklyn to win to, too. To, well, no, they needed Brooklyn to lose. They needed Brooklyn to beat Toronto, to win, but not by more than eight or something. Yeah. There was just some convoluted yeah. thing. I'm like, this isn't soccer, you know. In soccer, yeah. when you have the point differential, most of those games are one nothing games. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're scoring a hundred points a game, the point differential thing is ridiculous. Yeah. So, but they're in, I guess. They're in. They're the, playing uh, Indiana. The. Um, uh, in the paper today, I read that a lot of the players were like, you know, we're not really used to... It, it was like bad sportsmanship. They're up 27. What's, what, what's, uh, the, the, paper. what's the paper? <laughs> I get e-editions of the Globe and the Herald. And, okay. and you could probably find it somewhere else online. But the players were not... They, they understand. They accept it's the format. It, for the most part, everybody likes it. I still don't understand it. But... Um, they weren't happy that they had to play like that up 27 points, which yeah. you would understand. That's normally a bench-clearing time where you guys that normally don't get to play play, and they would play. They played right to the very end. Yeah, it was kind of weird, too, that the Magic and Celtics both finished 3-1, and one, but the Magic beat the Celtics, and, and the, the Celtics, Celtics get the tiebreaker. I know. That uh, was on the point, Tiff, I guess. I don't know. No, because, I yeah, head-to-head should be a trump card, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that because they all played each other once. It was a round robin thing, right? Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know, CJ. I don't get it's it. Like, it's like soccer. It's like you play. I think they decide who they want to have go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like soccer. You're like you play a bunch of games and then like you get a piece of mail one day. And it's like, oh, so congratulations. You, you won. Do you know how this works now? Yeah. So now they, they play in Vegas, I think. This, uh, court, no, no. They, they play the quarters um, at. Like the Celtics play at Indiana because Indiana is the higher seed. Okay. And then the semis and the finals are in Vegas. So how many teams are in this 
the it's a one and done eight. right now. It's one and done. It's eight. So there's only eight teams now. Four from each conference. Okay. And in the well, east, four from each grouping, right? It was just a grouping thing, right? Well, there were three groups. So take the east. There were three groups in the east. Yeah. Boston won their group. Yeah. Um, so Milwaukee. Been, oh, because there's three divisions in basketball, or is it four? No, it's they took. They 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 kind of took like the records from last year, and so like the top three teams, they said, okay, you know, oh, top you three teams around their own see, group, uh, and they see, randomized yeah, 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 which from the top got it, got it, got it. each yeah. stratus stratification. But how many, how many the, conferences are there in basketball? There's the East and the West, and then there's uh, two divisions within each conference. Okay, so there's four comp four divisions. Divisions, but okay. then for this, it's just a, a whole separate thing. Okay, and but, so the winner of each group goes on, and there's one wild card. So it's Milwaukee is going to play New York because New York was the wild card, and then Boston plays at Indiana. And there's a one, one and done. One and done. Okay. Now, but here's my other question: Are these like on the schedule? Um, or like, if you ha if you make it, are these extra games outside the eighty-two? The only extra game, so these all count toward your regular season record. Right. The only one that doesn't is the final. Yeah, I understand it comes to your record, but normally in the NBA, there's 82 games, right? Yeah. 41 at home, 41 away. So they're going to lose either a home, well, not an away game. They're going to lose a home game. Yes? Somehow? That is beyond my pay grade. And I not only know. that, but if you're the Celtics and you have a legitimate shot at the NBA title, do you really want to be putting an effort on this thing? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I. it's And Jalen Brown said he... Tore, I mean, he hurt his groin playing on those stupid floors they have anyway. Oh, my God. Those things are awful. I mean, what are they doing here? Yeah. It's, if one of them got hurt and it affected their title hopes, in my mind, that would be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll say this. We both watched last night and we both we were watching if they were going to hit that it's mark. Right. So <laughs> it works. Well, I didn't watch last night, CJ. I played paddle last night. Okay. CJ, I haven't seen you at paddle yet. You told me you were coming. I'll make it eventually. Uh, right now, I'm I'm home. Uh, so I went on my golf trip, and so then my wife was like, "Time for awesome you to hang home, time yeah. for me to go. Time for you to hang home, and also time for her to go. Oh, She's she down somewhere? on the South Shore right oh, now. Nice. Um, so I'm I'm rolling solo with a little man. Nice. So I'm, I'm anchored here. So if people want to come over and watch hoops with me, please do. Is there a game tonight? Um, I don't know. No. Others might be, be back. Maybe, back. Either Bruins game, there'll be, some, <coughs> sure, there'll be something, something on. Yeah. Um, what's well, tomorrow today, night? Wednesday? I mean, tomorrow CJ, night. Today is lounge night. I'm I'm putting it out there for tomorrow night. Okay. Thursday night football, Cowboys Seahawks. True, that's a good game. It's CJ, gonna be a good game. Do you know what I'm doing tomorrow night? No. I am getting together with the coaches of the LS baseball team because I am going to be a coach of the LS baseball team. Oh no. Year. Yep. Pitching, catch, pitching, and catching coach for the LS baseball team. Oh no. What? <laughs> are they trying to tank the C season? CJ. Are they, are they tanking? CJ, I know more about baseball than I know about golf. And I know a lot about golf. So we're going to be good this year. I think we might win the state title. Okay. That'd put be that, cool. Put that in the archives. I will wish you good luck on that. We're going to mark that right now. And we'll go back and check the record. What do we have there. for time, CJ? We are at about 35 minutes. All right, that's that's our normal, you know, bite-sized chunk, that's right? That's a solid chunk. Do we miss anything that we wanted to address? We hit everything I wanted to hit. Okay. Then I think we're good, CJ. Uh, uh, maybe in two weeks, we'll yep. be back. Every two weeks, got to be consistent with and this. And it will be the season, the holiday season. So I think we'll have a lot right. to discuss. Oh, absolutely. CJ, how close are we to the one millionth download? Are we getting there? We're getting there. Yeah, we it's going to be close. I will say this. 
We have so many more listeners than I thought we would ever have. CJ, ye of little faith. <laughs> ye of little... Well, look, I mean, it, you know, I have a voice. You know what I mean? It's semi-magical. So that helps. Um, and you are um, good at, at getting it out on the... I think your transcription thing really, really helps with SEO. Yeah. We're getting listeners from places... That are very interesting. I know. I don't. I don't know. I think those are VPNs, don't you? They have no, to be. No, I mean, there could be a VPN. There's def, you know, there's definitely like search engines hitting it. So, yeah, yeah. but but yeah. it is odd. I mean, we've looked at the map. It just doesn't make any yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, as always, we are accepting reciprocals to anyone out there. Oh, of course. And um, we'll have Golf Beans merch up uh, early 2024. So get your golf hats, get your right. t-shirts. Um, and will we sign those, or or those? That's extra if we sign, right? Yeah, we sign. If it, yeah, it's it's extra if we sign. Yeah, and all proceeds go to us. To us. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I didn't want this to be a charity thing. Um, CJ, last thing I wanted to tell you: Are you aware of this thing called the New England Golf Series? No. I'm going to show you offline, but it's a place. It's a thing where you can join a tournament, and it, there's no age limit. But it's meant for guys basically who are retired, which, you know, by the grace of God, we both are. And um, it looks interesting. You get to play like courses all over New England in tournaments. Cool. You sign up as a member and then you join each you tournament. Pay some fee to get in and exactly. some pay, fee for each I think tournament. It's $300 to be the, a member. And then you get all the information. You get the notices when um, there's a tournament. And some of them, like, there's two on a day. So you get to choose the one that is mm. either the club you wanted to play or the closest one to you, whatever. So when we get off, I'm going to show it to you. But look it up for those of you who you need to be available because I think a lot of them are on Mondays and Tuesdays. But uh, the New England Golf Series. Okay. CJ. All right, CJ. That's a wrap. Good talk today. Uh, sign us out. All right. Peace, love, and reciprocals.